0: So speaking of uh, athletes, uh, these student athletes, man, they just they just open up the bag for these student athletes, man. What do what do you what are your predictions,
1: man? So like I said, like I said, well, I, I think paid. the biggest winners of this is women. Women are winning big. They can draw more attention to themselves and the sports. I love it. I'm a huge fan of this NIL.
2: I mean, that's cool and all. Uh, but
3: here go this nigga. There <laughs> you go.
2: No, I mean he's right. I do, I do think that some of the women and some of your 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 junior junior college level uh, athletes, those are your be those are gonna be your your biggest winners out of this. The only caveat with that is a good, and it's a money game. I know that's gonna be the response I'm finna get. But a good chunk of that, uh, what's the term? Visibility plays a very big role in that. Like, you can control, damn, man. It's I'm, I'm having trouble finding the words
3: <laughs> so i i think i know i think i know where you're going with and correct me if i'm wrong so you're saying that and are we strictly talking about females or just athletes in general
2: just athletes in
3: general like
2: yeah you can you can like
3: okay so if ain't nobody
2: I'll, seeing you how you gonna get sponsors
3: right so I'll, i'll say this right so in this is where it becomes enticing for other people to make their way to larger schools which it's already it's already enticing because you have the opportunity for scholarships and things but say you're at a a a smaller school that somehow some way gets into the tournament you get into the tournament that that's your that's your way in now you have opportunities on opportunities on your social media like twitter instagram facebook tiktok and all that stuff then once people start to funnel funnel to your game from they see your game and they funnel into your social medias in the past advertisers wouldn't even try to go for for the college athletes or even if they did the college athletes wouldn't be able to wouldn't be able to do anything because they wouldn't be able to get paid for posts now if advertisers approach them they can legitimately go in and say well i can do x amount of posts x amount of days how many like how much how much how much can i make from your specific company and weigh those benefits so now since they have that little bit of exposure as they continue to post more posts it's not going to hurt you the only thing you can do is grow your uh, network or grow your audience so once they begin to post they get more they get more and more um what's the word interactions those interactions brings in more revenue between the one advertiser that they had and then more advertisers so like just going specifically for females in this situation right female athletes in college we all know are some of the more as far as body shape wise conventionally attractive people like females that that go to a college yeah because they're forced to work out and keep their bodies at a certain at a certain um, standard for their sport cool now they can get they can get approached by companies like fashion over Shein, or jewelry jewelry places or even nike could could take interest it's it's so you have so many different avenues for even just the females i'm not even talking about the guys right now to get to um get their foot in the front door with these advertisers so now they can, even if it is small change as far as Instagram posts and stuff like that, why, like, I, the kudos to them for even taking that. Now, once they get even, once they post even more and more with their wearing stuff, a fashionable partner, XYZ, whatever, all they got to do now is put up clips of them in games, clips of them in practice, doing work, going to 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 work taking shots, all that good stuff, crossing somebody's ankles. Now that's more attention on the sport. So once you get more attention on the sport, the school starts to make more more money for athletics and for that specific sport. Now that transitions into this really famous um, female college athlete. Now she's going to the WNBA. WNBA. Now her out her audience goes to the WNBA. Once they find the WNBA, they're there. WNBA making more money. WNBA is in completely hypothetical situation, right? now they're making more money they're able to pay their players more now we're getting closer to that even even closer to the even feel for female players get paid as much as male players so this does nothing but increase the potential for all athletes to get paid more
1: and i'll answer your question in another way With i can think of three just straight four avenues for people to get their faces out more wait It can be just be good at their sport simple as that if you're good you know, you will draw attention, even no matter how quiet you are, if you're a quiet Leonard, whatever. he all-star. He don't say much. But you can either be good at your sport. Um, you can either just have an outgoing personality or something like that. So even if you're just not that good, you know, some people's personality just, you know, it just, it's just there. They just got it. That's just who they are. Or you can just be good at other things. So I'm sure y'all y'all probably heard of that dude that played – I think he was a kicker at some Florida school. He had a big YouTube following.
2: I mean, you yeah. could, just, you could use you could, avant-garde. As a, huh? You could use a little avant-garde girl as the example who just wanted to spell a beat, but now she out here on the unicycle dribbling four balls by herself with the... <laughs> well, like, but see, that's the thing, though. Like, you know, he, like... Well, yeah, I'll just
1: get back to the other example. You got to do who had a big YouTube following. And, uh, you know, obviously, I don't know how good of a kicker he was, but he couldn't do anything off of that. He may not necessarily have gotten in the the advertisement stuff just based on his football skills, but he can still have a scholarship, be a service to his football team, and still have his YouTube channel and still capitalize off his name, image, and likeness. Just by right, Logan Paul, he has other talents besides football, something that these athletes weren't able to do before. So right. you got another athlete who could, could be great at football or still could be great at basketball, but say the dude's an excellent bass player. I don't know, and he gets attention just by playing bass, or he does excellent parkour videos that he puts up on YouTube or something. He's part right. of the parkour community. Well, he can just still he can still get his name and images like so. Man, he's a football player and he's an excellent parkour like, person. Like do. Jake and
2: Logan Paul, for example, because yeah. they started on YouTube and then now they do MMA but my critique was not of like the people taking control of their own destinies you know Um, my critique with the issue my concern lies with the entities who control the exposure of these um, sporting events these athletes and whatnot because and I just state some facts the SEC uh, uh, a lot of the conferences now got their own networks I know for uh for sure, maybe not every almost most ninety-nine percent of college sports is recorded. Ninety-nine percent. Volleyball, basketball, if your school got a bass fishing team, there's a motherfucker out there in a poncho with their camera. Yeah. If 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 you got a rugby team that's gaining traction, it's somebody out there with a camera. Lacrosse, it's going to be a cameraman out there. So, my concern, so let me backtrack a little bit. I use SEC Network, for example. We know all these sports are recorded. Yeah. Is they they doing something year-round. But if you go to these networks, you go to some of these channels, SEC got a whole alternate channel that, that, that 80% of the time is nothing on it's just the SEC logo rotate Uh, and I feel like that's a waste when you got all these money makers that you got recorded got on camera that you could be getting exposure for these athletes for these programs and you could be making more money getting more sponsorships and I guess my question is do y'all think that these media entities are going to uh, reciprocate or, or, I guess, take, take actions to accommodate this new path to wealth for everybody.
1: To answer so, to that is The fight is definitely not over because I still feel the schools need to come off, or the NCAA or whoever still needs to come off and some of their change and pay these athletes.
2: I'll but that's it. not my question. That's not my question. Saying, do, well, you my, think, do you my, think SEC Network is going to start, like, for example, do you think they're going to start using some more of this footage and putting,
0: make it because the exposure is going to be the key to this? Well, the, I'm, I'm going to answer your question. with So, yeah, everything's recorded, but you still have live audiences. So, for example, there's a college football team, it's a small like D2 or D3 school, or maybe it's a D1 school, but they whole offensive lineman crew. Got a deal with like a barbecue restaurant, like a local barbecue restaurant.
1: I I think dead a
0: ass. I'm dead no, ass I think it's a, dead a genius. genius. Oh, cool. cool. Miami All football, like football team got a deal too. <laughs> So, you know, you gonna have your big corporations putting their fingers on the scale, but media and advertisement is well bigger than, than your big TV and your big recorded media companies. For example, if I had, I don't know, man, like. If I had any kind of business where speed, like a delivery service, I got the fastest delivery service, I'm going to get the wide receiver on the team to be, you know, my little spokesperson. Be like, hey man, look, you the fastest guy on the team, people know you in the community, just take some pictures, be on my printed logo, and and I'm going to pay you a little money for that.
2: Jimmy John's about to have all the running backs. I'm just gonna Jimmy, let y'all know. The- just coming through the huddle grabbing a damn tuna sub.
3: That was literally the first thing I thought that popped in my head. Jimmy John's about to make a killing off this. Yeah, like
0: 1716 can now have somebody on Auburn's campus who's an athlete pay them, even though they don't really need to the advertise them. But like you get what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. So so I mean, I feel it, but When you talk about more obscure sports in places, then it's that's that's my concern. Like I, you know, I'm glad everybody can eat now, but is everybody really gonna eat? Are are, 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 are they really? Are they are they gonna facilitate? I just want the resources to be available, whether everybody eats or not. But that's why I said the battle isn't over. That's just nature. But are they gonna facilitate? or make the resources available for everybody to eat. Now, whether they come to the table and eat, or they go out in the woods and go catch that big game, that's on them. But, you know, I was on a line, and all I got is a rock and a loafer. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> well, well, that, that's what i
2: saying. Like, the, the resources
1: technically are available to everybody, right? Everybody can utilize this, get off of it. I thought when you were talking about recording, you were talking about media payouts. I thought you were gonna get to that big picture, but that's why I was saying the ballot isn't over. Like these schools are still making a ton of money off
2: these players' backs. Yeah. And they still need their fair share. But well, I, I mean, they change the they, 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 they they game also, by not making the athletic departments a part of the formal school organization. It's they operate as their own entities and that's their way around that. Cause the athletic departments have to pay the schools to house them. Like it, it's like paying rent basically. It's just a
3: hustle so with with the the smaller like not more obscure uh uh, sports in colleges but the lesser known the lesser viewed you gotta think bro the people that really the people that go to school for rugby they understand they're not gonna get the screen time that uh go yeah. nicks got they understand that so it's not it's well, not that they're it's not that they're not going to appreciate more more screen time But so, they're that's not what they're there for they're either there for the love of the sport or they're there trying to go overseas to play rugby and
1: so even on the same football stuff team, people know who the best players are even on they're not going to still get the same screen time as rb2 not going to get the same green time as rb1 that's the highest big candidate and there's I mean, a general understanding of
2: who's the best and I get that. And I get that. But that's when, you know, stuff happens like what Chris said. Well, the barbecue restaurant just go take the whole O-line. And, and, you know, they do that. But when you got someone like Auburn who has, like, multiple championship teams, but or just the SEC in general who has multiple championship teams across multiple sports, but your network is only showing, like, games from 1989, like, and I don't need to see the 89 Auburn Tigers play uh four of four of your teams was just in the World Series for women's softball. Three of your teams was just in the baseball world series. Why are we not covering why are these games not on your networks? That those are the things that be my concern.
3: <laughs> I watched every single one of them games that uh both Auburn baseball and Auburn softball was in. So I don't know what channel you was watching, but I, No, I, I'm I, just I, saying that in
2: general, not literally, but you know, figuratively speaking, you know, just I get what you're saying, Arthur, like... The SEC, you know, I'm just saying the SEC right now, but like a lot of these conferences and a lot of people with media platforms are not utilizing them to their full capabilities, and I just think that's a waste. That's all I'm saying. And And I feel like it'll be... I know it will be helpful to all the athletes in general, but I just know, you know complacency and just sitting above people and just being able to do what the hell you want to do is they just gonna keep doing the same i'm concerned they're gonna keep doing the same old stuff you know what
0: i'm saying i think that with the nil name image of likeness, now now you got some actually got some fight back so for example let's say equestrian ain't getting no fucking screen time yeah <laughs> y'all know arvin equestrian win the championship damn there every year right yeah. they ain't getting no screen time but the equestrian team is has has the ability now to gain power and marketability on their own. So now SC Network can't deny us. Like, look, SC Network, we're doing numbers. Bitch, yeah, you need to put they, us on SC, SC Network.
1: they going up, they get an advertisement, that. they include more followers. So guess what? The screen time is just going to follow where that money goes. I completely they goes
2: forgot about that question.
1: And that's why oh, I was saying- Perfect like, example. What, and it goes back to saying that about- money. How you say screen time, but it goes back to Zanny's example of how that eventually leads to women's basketball being a good more. Then they get to WNBA and they start to get more screen time because they follow certain players. Like I feel like it, it can be a trickle-down effect like that.
3: Well, I mean, even now, like our right, we have an incoming freshman right now that's going to be in the Olympics. Okay. Like yeah. she's gonna get hella screen time simply off of just being in the Olympics alone. And getting broke off because of that. And then when she comes to Auburn, that's just gonna take Auburn gymnastics to the next level because then they're gonna be able to see, all right. Well, she's a good athlete, she's a good athlete. This is the one that went to the Olympics, she's a good athlete, she's a good athlete, she's not other good, but she's got potential, she's a good athlete. Like it's just it the it it, it it's tears to it, it's just tears to it.
2: Shout out to the black girl major from Auburn. I didn't know we yeah, first one black girl.
3: Shout out to her, what's her name? I gotta look that up now.
2: Uh go to the
0: four the four AU club. Didn't we have our first black SGA president not not too long mm-hmm. ago? hmm yeah, man. What's I, I'm all about these athletes getting this bread because if you to me now this is what's about to happen. I'm getting this bread in college. I really I'm not in as big of a rush to go pro because I'm getting this bread at college. So now I can get my degree. I ain't got to worry about that. And then for the cats that weren't going to go pro at all any fucking way, they can get this bread and then pivot to their next move after they get their degree.
3: Hey, real quick, I know we ain't got that big of a platform, but I'm, I'm a, I need to shout her out just in case people are wondering. Auburn senior Brianna Jarvis is making history as, as the first African-American female drum major in the history of Auburn University marching band. Shout out to you, Queen. Keep doing work. Anyway,
0: for sure, man. Everybody getting buckets. I love to sound
3: out to Black Queens, though. What is her name? Miss, uh, damn it, I don't, I don't forgot her name. The girl we was talking about, the girl we was talking about in the uh group chat, uh, Miss Avant Garde.
0: Oh, oh yeah, 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 I think it's Zayla. I don't know how to pronounce the first name, but like. Twelfth wonder we, of the world, right? Yeah,
1: they were
0: doing the spell
3: side hustle, bro. As a side thing, came through and swept the swept the team with it too.
0: Jeez, I ain't gonna lie to you. I saw the spelling bee thing. I was like, okay, cool. What's up? I saw like the 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 pogo stick and the bounce ball. Oh, cool. What's up? Then they show her actual basketball. Like, oh right. no, yeah, she's was, about uh, that life. Oh, oh she, she a she, she, She's nasty, bro.
3: She is like, a walking thirty. Every bro, time she steps on the court,
1: bro. bro, I watched that highlight. I watched the same highlight at least ten times, bro. <laughs> wrong, bro, I was just
0: mind blown. I'm like, bro, like, all right. I've watched a lot of girls basketball. <laughs> Her skill set is way better than a lot of girls in high school right now. Bro, What, bro? I was like, are you sure that sixth or seventh grade, bro? Like she was like she was like
1: at least a junior in high school, bro. Again, buckets. I was just like, what the passes, the euro, man.
3: Zayla oh, Avantgarde, bro. I, like and like I said in the, in the group chat, I thought Avantgarde was just a description. No, that's her <laughs> real last name. Yeah. <laughs> that is legit her last name, and like she was born for greatness. The, her her parents did right. I don't know what they got going on, but keep pumping out them babies. <laughs> oh you know,
2: shit! Two people from Alabama and this they spelling people be before. Turn up. Yeah, man. Alabama still can't
0: okay. do right though. For a black <laughs> people to gentrify Alabama and turn that shit around,
3: sprinkle so so
0: black excellence on Alabama.
3: So stop, stop moving to Alabama. I have a question about Atlanta. that. Alabama is full.
2: <laughs> What's your if question? Black, man?
3: If black people move into a uh a, a, a community and change it up for the better, is is it called gentrification or is it called something else? Because I. I need to know.
0: <laughs> I think anybody uh, it depends can on, gentrify a community. Like yeah, this. it,
3: I, it, I it like depends on, going on
2: in Atlanta It either. depends on what they do with it. If they just go in and they, you know, because gentrification is when you take some shit and turn it into something completely fucking different than what it was before. No, okay. I mean, and that now, and I know, you know, if you. When you take a house and you just put another house there, that's not gentrification. Mm -hmm. But if you take a house
3: called a renovation
2: and you put another house there that does not look any fucking thing like nothing around it,
0: like if that bitch is legitimately out of place, I mean, that's gentrification. Mm. (laughs) Gentrification is just the process of a group of people coming in and buying things up. And raising the cost of living to where that's the original crazy. inhabitants can't yeah. live there anymore, that's justification. So they so so that don't go
2: along with changing everything that was fucking there and making it something new. You don't necessarily have to change it. You don't have
3: to. So by what definition, by definition, justification is the process whereby the character of a poor urban area is changed by wealthier people moving in, improving housing, and attracting new businesses the Typically displacing current current inhabitants in the process. Let's meet it. Let's meet in the fucking middle and call it good. I
1: mean, of course you're going to, you know, they're going to change stuff up. But that's the biggest part people have problem with it when it comes to gentrification is it's displacing people that were originally there. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. People have with it. They're not making it things better for the people that were there that have been there. Yeah.
3: But, so, you can't. It's it, not the it, change, it's the displacement. Yeah, that's basically it,
1: the biggest thing people have a problem with when it comes to education. Like, yeah, like when, like in certain places in Atlanta, like, yeah, like like what you said, there's going to be a visual to it. Like, you can visibly see that house looks different from the house that's right across the street from it. Yeah, that's why I don't that, understand. That visual usually is associated with people getting displaced because it, it is going to be upgraded in a sense. So, yeah, there's a big visual aspect to it. But like I said, the thing that people have a problem with is it's adversely is basically a sign push. of people being pushed
2: out. Yeah. Which so, I don't fully understand why people be upset when uh they talk about the gentrification of Detroit. So I'm just like, but all you niggas is still there. <laughs> like hey, yeah. like, like yeah, they they doing the shit and changing shit, but they ain't kicked y'all asses out, so either nut up or shut up
3: <laughs> so let me i guess let me ask this question though so can you make a community in and of itself better without out without pricing out the current inhabitants of it because it, it's it, it, you draw you draw a fine line between cleaning stuff up and making it better at that point because you can you can, you can you can clean you can clean up the hood you can clean up the hood every day of the week but another uh, give it another 10, 10, 11, 15 days is right. Is could be right back to, because you haven't changed anything.
0: Well, you can't well, go ahead. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say this. So like with, with justification what's happening is these people making money elsewhere and deciding to, to put that money in and pushing people out because of the money. If you go into a community and just build a community up, including the inhabitants to where, they're making bread, they got jobs and so on and so forth, that's just that's just building the community up. Now, obviously, it don't matter where you go, you're going to push somebody out. Change yeah. is going to push somebody out. But, like, as long as you're not displacing a large percentage of the community, especially when the community is not for it, you know what I mean? Like, if you tell me you're going to bring some jobs in and money, people are going to start be making money and stuff like that, I'm not going to be opposed to that. But, like, if you're just going to come in and bring some coffee shops, and put some high rise apartments that I can't even fucking afford any damn way, then okay, yeah, we got a problem. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's what a, a big thing, like, you know, that's going on in Atlanta. Like, you know, I was a lot of black people want to move here. There's a lot more black entrepreneurs and stuff, but a lot of them are from, you know, other places in the country. And then they're still like displacing the local people that grew up here and raised here. So I know that's kind of an issue too. But I mean, I, I know y'all've heard the term like buy the block back. And, I mean, granted, I'm, I haven't really seen how it goes or invested, but it's just my opinion or what it sounds like to me as basically like, you know, they're basically buying the block to keep other people from buying it and possibly pushing people out.
3: So it seems like what gentrification is, is just a diet version of the Manifest Destiny.
2: Yes. No, it's a, it's a capitalist version of the Manifest Destiny. Yeah, yeah. Diet. I mean... I mean you know uh, the I, I mean, uh, is why they gotta be dying? Because capitalism is right up there in terms of like the they ability ki- to do terrible shit.
3: They was killing niggas by the thousands. Education isn't doing that on purpose.
2: I guess on purpose. The road to hell is paved with good fucking intentions. What you intended to do don't necessarily matter in the end game. I'd rather walk. Uh, real politics, the, the ends justify the means. There's a whole history class about that. You know, the iron curtain and Germany and Russia and all that shit. <laughs> so, because I mean any investor, they're going to buy low,
1: sell high. Right. That's just yeah. a smart thing to do. But what they what I've heard that's done to these people, and you know, this is where morals and stuff comes in, is like they're really, you know, um, I'm shorting these people on their property value. So they'll just show up to their houses. Of course, big old thing of cash, way under the value of what it's actually worth. But you're showing these people who you know are not doing so well for themselves, and you're just giving them some cash that appears to be life changing, and they're gonna sell it to them. And you know, and you obviously know what's gonna usually happen to those people who are displaced. They got this huge amount of cash, but they're still gonna be the same predicament that they were. So a lot of people sure. are just doing themselves wrong by just selling these houses just for.
3: Something that appears to be good too. It's, it's pretty messed up. So in, yeah, it's messed up, but like, if you're thinking on the dollar sign side of it, would you rather try to go in with some, with someone that doesn't know anything about the business and potentially have them screw up your bottom line? Or would you just have essentially just buy them out?
0: It, it depends on what you're like purchasing. So like commercial buildings. Then I get what you're saying, but like, on the residential side, like you buy this house knowing that this is a hot market, and you give them way well below market price because they don't have any information, then that's that's dishonest to a certain extent. Well, it's it's, <laughs> it's
3: it, it wouldn't be below market price for the house itself. It's just below market price for what you plan to do with the property. So you can't you can't you can't buy you you can't buy a stock or literally anything for what you intend to do with it. If that makes sense. You have to buy it at face value and then whatever whatever else you put into it, that's your capital gain.
0: Are we talking so, about productivity here? Well, I mean... <laughs> if, if I can respond, so like it, here's a scenario to kind of express what I'm trying to say. Uh, you know, you, you got into the game not because you were the first one in and saw promises that I'm going to start this process. You saw what other people were doing and you said, oh, well, he just bought that crib. He's going to flip. He's going to flip. Let me see if I can get in on this action. And you go to this homeowner, whoever they may be, and say, hey, look, you know, I want to buy your house. And the example was used. I got this big wad of cash. You know, I'm going to give you a considerably lower uh, lower offer than, than I know I should give you. Like, I understand I got to make a profit. I understand that. But like, How much of a profit am I gonna make? And is there some level of deception involved in how much profit I'm gonna make? Is I guess what I'm getting at.
3: Well, I mean, it's it's like it's like Facebook buying YouTube. Yeah, they shelled out what two bill. Mm -hmm. But now look at where they at. You can do the same thing for um
0: I can't even think of
2: it MGM of it. and Amazon.
0: Yeah. It is it. it I, I get that. Like I am trust me, I'm a capitalist to the bone. I get that hundred percent. And and that's how you do business. But, but these, I will but I
2: to I to say, say that, these are also like explicit commercial examples that we're using. We're talking about residential yeah. areas right
0: now. Yeah, I'm talking about residential. And that's my biggest thing. Like that there has to be some kind of separation between was strictly business and has a human aspect that we have to kind of acknowledge like somebody's home where the majority of people's wealth is in their home to to have any kind of scheming or deception involved in that you could call it good business and i'm not going to argue against you but there's a little bit of come on dog involved in that in somebody's home you know what i mean i mean you can find you
3: can find that in any form of good business it's just like all right man you lowballing me but what as the as the customer what am i supposed to i'm sorry
1: investor buyer maybe you, well,
3: at, well okay well in the in this case as the investor how am i supposed to make money off of my what what, what how am i supposed to get a solid roi if, so, my, I don't inv- my, if I don't invest less money, the way I expect to get out, I can't so, put I can't put in eight grand if I'm if I'm only looking to make eight point five.
0: I, I get what you're saying, and like you can make profit, like you have to make profit. That's the whole point. However, the amount of profit that you make on buying someone's home where most of their wealth is and flipping it—that's the the little piece that I'm trying to get at because. If, if you put deception in and instead of making 20 grand, you make 80 grand. Now, if it was just business and businesses, like if it was just like commercial property or whatever, and you're dealing with somebody that's on the same level, but like you can go to this old lady who's been living in this neighborhood for 15, 20, 30 years and you lowball her, and like that's perfectly fine business. Like there's no laws against that. You can do that shit, and I'm for that. But I do have to acknowledge that's low-key kind of fucked up in a certain sense. It's like what I they do with... C major, nigga. It's like what they're doing,
1: um, <laughs> like they doing with certain pharmaceutical products, too. How they decide to just raise prices over and over again out of nowhere, knowing they still make it well enough money.
2: Oh, like old buddy who took the uh what was the do? HIV medicine and um, jacked it up 300 times. Was it 300%? Was it oh HIV? God. I was. Or, I thought
3: it was
2: diabetes.
0: I, I thought
2: it was diabetes. It was diabetes. It was, it was diabetes. It was yeah. diabetes. Or
0: was it the epipen? Well, nah. it's a lot of people got in trouble for the same thing. So my boy yeah. who bought the the one Wu Tang album, they made like one. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Album. That's who I'm talking about. But that dude. But, but that see, dude that, that, was doing he was, some kind of drug. I can't remember. But it. see,
2: it's been. They did an They did interview him and asked him. The difference between him and everybody else after the fact that did it after what he did, they did the numbers and like he said the medicine that he did that to, anybody who was getting that medicine could already afford it at what he raised the price to. That's still greedy, though. That's
1: still, well, that's still greedy, though. I mean, whether, you,
3: whether, you can, whether you can afford it and when it's, whether it's feasible for you to afford it is two completely different things.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. It, it, no, the shit it, was dirty it, in general. He took it from he he jacked it up three hundred percent what the price was of life saving medicine. He's a piece of shit, regardless of <laughs> where <what> this conversation <laughs> goes from here. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean it's just like I, I get to certain extent businesses have to raise prices on things. It stuff happens whether you're hiring more people, whether you're doing something to improve more product, or maybe you're maybe you know, simply you're working this, you're working even more and You won't be compensated more for your money. I, I get that, but just to do stuff just because people can't afford it, or I don't know, something like that is just because I mean, it's gonna still, be
2: you're still gonna price people out. And it's gonna be people who listen to this or watch this and be like, Y'all tripping, man. there's just business. Like, you know, you can't just be missing how you personally feel with business. But when you're dealing with people's like like Durag said, when you dealing with stuff people have invested their life in like they home like you go ahead and do your business practices accept that you're a piece of shit for lowballing these people and move on hey,
1: is we aren't
2: your moral police <laughs> but no Yeah, I'm gonna shake my fucking finger. Nobody else might shake theirs, but I'm gonna be that (laughs) nigga with the index finger. Me,
0: you bitch. Like, (laughs) to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, like, fucking rascal. (laughs) Y'all know the company I work for. They get a lot of heat for employee relations. Mm -hmm. They get a lot of heat for that shit. And I, I get in conversations with people talking about, you know, how can you work for them? How do you feel about this and that and the third? So, I'm, like I said, bro, I'm going to say this time and time and time again. I'm a diehard capitalist. I am a capitalist. However, I will say this. Employment for the person I work for is voluntary. If you know up front that when you come to work, we're going to work your ass like a rented mule, yeah, you still show up to work. <laughs> where is the personal responsibility in that? Yeah. And also... The second thing I always talk about with these people is how are you complicit in this whole situation? Okay. Companies are trying to squeeze as much profit as they can because their objective is to increase the shareholders' as well. Well, who are the shareholders? Your insurance companies, your pension people, your your, your people who are police officers who are going to have to retire at some point, your endowments, your scholarship funds. Like, my nigga, you complicit. And especially for the company I work for, how do you think they get their money? You buying <laughs> their goddamn shit. <laughs> so you can't be mad at how they treat the employees if you buying their shit. Basically. I mean, you can I mean, yeah, you can all you can still demand better. I
1: mean, I, I'll just give you a little bit of pushback. Yeah, hey, you can still demand that they want to treat them better and still enjoy the
0: services, like. <laughs> <laughs> control out delete. But <laughs> but here's my thing though, right? With that, okay, yeah, you can demand better practices. But at what point, so I got a service that I provide that's just stellar. And that's one of the reasons you come to me. You order some shit and I can get it to your crib. When I say I'm gonna get it to your crib, 99% of the time. The question becomes, well, what I gotta do behind the scenes to get that shit done? Yeah. And if the people who come to my work site know that's what we do and they choose to show up, I can treat them like a rented mule. No bathroom breaks. You gotta wear a fucking mask a muzzle. I don't give a shit. Whatever we gotta do, get the job. And if you don't want, like the company I work for, you can quit from your phone. If you roll out of bed and say "fuck this shit," you can quit from your phone, man, and be automatically eligible to be rehired if you ain't got no bad marks on your record. So first of
3: all, that's kind of fire. I ain't gonna lie to you, but also that's that's, that's, that's messed
2: up. Oh shit! Where well, I work now, and if you jump ship. You got a year to come back and you get all the same benefits, like at the same levels, all your... And as long as you come back within a year, every, it's like you never quit.
3: Does it have to be within that calendar year or it has it to within be that 12, 12 months? 12 months. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I got that privilege or
2: not. You, that's what you need to know.
3: <laughs> I, if I... Look, man, if I quit, I probably not going back and that's for any job <laughs> no that's fair that is, that that's for fair. any that's for any job bro like if if i you feel it like has, it's
1: a reason for it. you jump a there has to a be reason. there
3: has to be substantial circumstances to which i quit that i purposely made the conscious decision to quit and move on with my career that i know for a fact would never take me back to either that specific facility or that company period
2: because it was a conversation that i was ear hustling on or they just didn't give a damn that I was standing there or they was talking about people quitting at work like 10 or 11 people who jumped ship and I was just like you know when you, you know, I be having to tell myself not to keep it real with these motherfuckers at work sometimes But then other times I just have to you know come out and say hey man you gotta stop so I used this for an example one time uh, they was talking about Something or other, he was like, "Do people not understand this? Do people not understand that?" And I just had to, and I couldn't take the shit no more. I was doing my, I was working, and I was like, "Hey Ken, check this out, man. You gotta stop, miss, because, it, it does, it bothers me a little bit. One, one, because I've made this realization, and there's a lot of reasoning behind a lot of the shit that I do and say. There's a difference between when people don't understand something and when people don't give a damn about something."
1: Yeah. It's a yes. big fucking difference. Fun, and like
2: and people try to rationalize it to make themselves feel better that people don't understand things. And for like two or three minutes when in this conversation that we was having, when he would say, but they don't understand, I said, No, Ken, they don't give a fuck. He was like, But they need to know. I said, No, Ken, they don't give a fuck. They know. <laughs> <laughs> I said, You keep you keep trying to make them not know something. They know they don't care. Once you get that, you'll be a lot more peaceful. But we was at work a couple of weeks ago was talking about something because I was leading this big project and I just finished leading another one. But one of the guys who was helping us, they was talking about people jumping ship and he was like, when that motherfucker when that mother here, he was doing this, he was doing that in the third and everybody that quit and jumped ship, I'm just like, huh, I can't tell y'all this because y'all going to be a little butthurt because it'll be the same way for y'all if y'all decide to jump ship. So I'm going to keep this to myself. But in my mind, I'm just like, damn, it must be nice to jump ship because you're not getting your way no more. (laughs) I was like, like, at some point, they was getting their way and having, because somebody quit to go get less money because they didn't want to work there no more. And I was like, damn, y'all really must have been coddling that motherfucker for them to be like, at some point, reality kicked in, and it became work instead of you know someone to just come get paid and fuck off. So I got That's a, just my little two two cents on that.
0: I got a question. So, how do y'all feel about as as employees, right? Company loyalty. Like, do you view yourself as somebody who's their own independent business who comes and trade their labor and services for cash, or do you feel like an employee of the company, like a part of the company?
3: My company is only as loyal to me as I am to the service that I provide.
2: I hate that question. And every time I have a, not an actual interview, but an actual interviews and service interviews, I hate questions like that because I can never, there's no fair way for me to answer that. Well, because that's my personality I I that, that. that but <laughs> see that'll be my professional self will come into conflict with my personal self. And I try to my best to keep those two people separate. Because well, professionally, in my personal opinion, don't mean shit.
3: <laughs> so until if, it, until it's your how opinion. do I
2: feel about company loyalty? Uh dollar signs. <laughs>
3: That's literally why. Why my answer was what it was. My com- the company I work for is only as low to me as I am to, a to, to the loyal to the service that I provide them.
2: Dollar signs and mental convenience.
1: I mean, just we're in an age where people work four or five jobs in a span of like two years. You know, for that. You know, as part of that exact question. You know, it's
2: nothing wrong with that as long no. as you jumping no. from no. ship. If you jump a ship to ship, because I just recently saw a video with his. Uh, the thing about that is, and that's a whole nother conversation, that's just up, as long as it's upward mobility. If you have four or five jobs, but it keeps getting better at every next level.
1: And that's reasonable.
2: Or that's, you know, that's reasonable, cases, yeah. Some companies
1: are just straight up treating their employees like crap, or they run into uh, other uh, issues that could cause, you know, that's caused them any kind of harm, you know, obviously those reasons. But yeah, I mean, if there's an opportunity for better. And I mean, that just, well, the second party say? You kind of look at yourself as a business and, and all of that stuff. I mean, there's better opportunity, you know, and I think more people are willing to do that, you know, willing to find that better opportunity and go in this day and age. <clears throat> Whereas, obviously, people before they were at the same place for 40 years, that's just crazy for me. But, <laughs> yeah, I, that's how I look at myself. I mean, I came with a resume.
2: Yeah, like I'm, I'm loyal. I,
1: this is my name, you know what I'm saying? Like my name is on the resume. <clears throat> you looked at my name, so I, you know, obviously we should all protect our name. So that's I'm as
2: loyal I'm, as you pay me to be.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, this is it.
2: This is me. I'm not, I'm not gonna go out of my way to commit corporate espionage. But motherfucker, drop a suitcase of money on me, shit, dog. I don't know where do my loyalties lie. Well, this is a job. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, most
1: companies don't even put out their salaries, right? They they give you offers. And, obviously, if you don't like that offer or whatever, obviously, you can demand more or you can ask for more. So, yeah, you should definitely do yourself as business rather than just being loyal to the company. And if things work out and you stay there for 20, 30 years, I mean, cool. You know, that's up to you. That's your decision. But you don't have to be loyal well, to that company, the company.
3: You know? ben- the, benefit, the benefit of seeing yourself as your own Uh, business entity that works for another is that sooner or later you're going to invest in yourself whether that be knowledge or money the knowledge you gain from the company that you work for can later be spent or uh uh uh, what's what invested in yourself to go somewhere else Mm -hmm. so once you once you figure that out once you actually take in that that knowledge investment, you can later move on or you can move up within the company or without the company. Exactly. Because, I mean, why would you, anybody, want to short themselves if they're offered a better
1: opportunity at another place? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like you'd have to be out your mind to deny that unless you just love where you live or you just love
3: well, people. So, move, moving, on to, moving on to another company that's paying you more, yeah, the dollar sign looks good, but like are you gonna like the job there? What do what kind of stuff do they do there? It's it's a lot more complicated than just dollar signs when it comes. Yeah, to...
1: and, and, and then still to your point, that's reviewing yourself as a business still helps because you can still vet that opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't, you got to take yourself that seriously. Mm-hmm. What and, and you can ask them questions as well. Mm-hmm. You obviously when you're a business, the businesses are doing um um um,
2: um biddings. You know, a good employees, um, that's
1: all I'm hearing. The same thing with that, so I, you know, yeah, I get what you're I, You still want to keep that same attitude when you're vetting other, you know, places. That's just kind of assuming
0: that it's actually a better opportunity, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, with you as a business. But mm-hmm. oh, here, here, here goes the curveball. Uh-oh. So, when employers treat their employees like shit why do we give a damn? The employees are bad business owners. There you go. <laughs>
1: yeah, there like you that. go. I like
2: that. Hey, has hey, been hey. a good week for me, boy. has been saying shit I've been feeling for years, and I ain't been able to find the words. <laughs> Cause I'd be quick uh, to tell somebody, nigga, you don't care about that. You just want something to be mad about.
1: Yeah, you know. And, Ever and, and since and that cap
2: shit, I ain't been able to watch football. Nigga, you didn't like football to begin with. If that was all it took.
3: I will say there is
2: still some gray area in that.
3: Um, think. If you can think. Think about it this way, and not to cut you off, Chris. But I just cut you off. Sorry about that. <laughs> you think about it. Okay. Well, why would a dog stay in a, stay in an abusive household? That's what's putting food on the table. Well,
2: no, he asked why.
3: The, the household people, is why. The,
2: why do the outside people give them a fuck?
3: Okay, Peter. Why does people get? Why does Peter? Peter's
2: care? a bunch of fetishes fucks.
3: Okay, <laughs> well, that's that's what the pervert
2: said, Peter. <laughs> okay, then, okay okay no, 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 listen, listen.
1: better. I don't listen.
3: think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, no, no. but so, listen, kind of <laughs> listen, listen, what I'm saying, though. Arthur, you just said, Peter, let them Peter tigers
2: loose in Florida. <laughs> in Florida God damn it. I'm sorry, Zane.
3: Peter fetishizes the uh, pets or animals or whatever, us as consumers, we. Are in need of a certain product or a certain service. We don't necessarily give a damn how that company treats the employees. We just know that it's not, it's not up to our standards of what we would do if we had that, if we had that company. Peter on that side, on the side said, this isn't how we would treat our this isn't how we would treat our dogs. The y'all are doing y'all are doing it wrong. We're gonna come, we're gonna come, we're gonna try to do something. It never fucking happens, which is kind of the same thing. People can boycott companies all they want. All they're going to do is pay their employees less.
2: I feel you. I and mean, I, mean, I think slave owners did use the feud over how they treated their slaves.
1: And I think that, you know, when you stick up for other people, that's still. That, raises, that nigga ride with you. It still raises, that still keeps the standard for other companies because if, you know, if another company sees that, another company is doing it like this to other people, then, well, they can just still do the same thing to you because they feel like the bar is low. Nobody's going to say anything. We can let stuff slide. You know, I can do this if I want to. I can put a few more dollars in my pocket. So that I can't once,
3: say.
1: So I think when other people care or when other people have that same concern, it raises the standard for everyone else because, I mean, we've seen that time and time again. Now, I'm sure other companies are like, nah, we don't want that to happen to us because, I mean, some companies have taken that L. We don't want that to happen to us hey, let's make sure that we, we do our thing here or something like that. You know what I'm saying? It kind of keeps that
3: standard. Which is why it's important if you're ever going into an industry that's as far as like manufacturing or whatever or warehousing, you need to ask, okay, well, how competitive are your hourly wages compared to the, the your surrounding companies? Because at that point, that shows you how that company values their employees.
0: Well, I'll say this, and this is for everybody watching. Like I said, I'm a diehard capitalist, and you can feel how you want to feel about that. But I do feel like individuals this are a their problem. own. I do feel like individuals they own businesses, right? Like, like these guys just discussed. Like, you got to make good businesses for yourself. So, if you don't have bargaining power, you need to get bargaining power. You need to collectively bargain. You need to unionize. So yeah. these motherfuckers can't treat you like dog shit because. Truth be told, that is I'll a dirty fuck. word.
3: That's a dirty word. That that you word, you can't, don't, don't, don't bring that up everywhere, dog, because that's woo, boy. Mm-mm. To, I know, I know, but
0: that my you, that, thing
3: that you is. word is very if, offensive. I was
2: gonna say, my job now treat us so well. I I was thinking about joining the union and I just forgot. <laughs> 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 I
1: mean, there's nothing wrong with Dureg or anybody being a capitalist, you just have to play the game. That I'm is, all about a fair game. That's it. That's it. And it, a should yeah, it should be it a fair, fair. Yeah, it should be a fair game. fair. Yeah, it should be a fair game. And we're in a capitalist society. It is what it is. I'll view it as anything else. You got to take the good with the bad. Right? You got to take the good with the bad. But, you know, long as it's fair. And,
2: uh, well, in America, you just take the bad put the slightly worse. <laughs> I don't know, man. Sometimes. And you stumble, like a pro- you stumble across countries. good at the bar. <laughs> Who's on first?